know, we're in the the business of giving financial advice and uh, crypto advice, stock advice over the years. Um, and I just one stock I want to recommend to people today is InBev and Bush InBev. It's up about fifty percent from six months ago. Yeah, it turns out that random uncles don't have that much of a an effect on the stock market. Yeah. Some guy buying a 24-pack of Bud Light and then shooting it with a gun doesn't really affect like a company that controls 80% of drinks yeah. in North America. <laughs> yeah, I had I've seen so many comments online from conservatives saying how they're losing billions of dollars and whatever. And it's like from the beginning of April the stock is down uh, about $1, but it's up $20 from six months ago. So <laughs> go woke, go broke. Yep. That's right. I think, uh, we'll check in again next week and it's going to be down to zero. I wonder how DWAC is doing. That is the truth social. Not that good. How's it looking? It's down year to date from 1578 a share to 1295 a share. Hey, not bad. Now's the time to get in while it's, uh, you know, it's going to go to the moon once uh, once Trump wins next time. All-time high of $97. Really? And oh, it's man. Been, I'm surprised. Yeah, just flattening out. It's uh, about the same price that his NFTs ended up going for. Man. But that's a fun one to check in on. I like to go on their subreddit where they talk about how... Uh, so-and-so congressman is going to talk to Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC, and talk some sense into him and let them... <laughs> I think like what happens is whatever people they hire to run these fake companies that are like three rungs down in the Trump organization, yeah. they forget to file forms with the IRS or the SEC, and then stuff gets delayed. And then these people think that it's someone specifically trying to stop Trump from making money. Yeah. <laughs> it's It really is the RV, the DNR thing all over again, again and again, because they always fall yeah. for the same thing. Basically, like, oh, this one guy in Capitol Hill, he's going to fix it. And we're all going to get rich. Yeah. Those people are the best marks. They're trained for it by being brought up evangelical and believing in the rapture and yeah. prophecy and all this stuff. And you're basically told that if you believe in stuff hard enough, it will happen. And then when it doesn't happen, you you excuse it away with something or other, or it was it was the deep state or something happened that it definitely wasn't me buying money or putting money in a fake company that Trump forgot exists. Yeah. And another harsh reality that those people don't like, but I think we've especially just learned is more true than I even believed. I don't think white people should be allowed to make kids music anymore. Cause it just sucks. Like some of these channels. Is Raffi white? Yeah, Raffi is white. Well, I think you could you could define him you could define him out of being white if you wanted to. He was born in Egypt. Was he really? Yeah. Okay. Armenian parents who fled Turkey during the Armenian genocide. Okay, then I'm I'm still I guess uh baby Beluga still goes hard and I can still ride for it, but I mean, yeah, I think, think Rafi. I think we're we're gonna say Armenians are POC just to keep yeah. Rafi in the <laughs> Rafi's fold here. in the canon. Barney obviously is purple, so he's still in the canon. Yeah, um, I think there was a black guy in the suit at one point, right? Yeah, I think maybe even the first guy had to do it. I don't remember, but um, but last time we were talking about Gracie's Corner, and this time we found a thing called Jules TV, and like every single song from them is like a genuine banger. It's like we've been joking about kids' music for so long on this show, and now we're listening to these. I'm like, oh, this kind of goes, actually. Like, this is the best version of Wheels on the Bus I've ever heard, not even joking. Yeah, that's one of the big questions that we've had on this show for years now. What's the best version of the ABC song? What's the best version of Wheels on the Bus? What's the definitive version? And I don't think it's the ones that we had when we were growing up. Like, yeah, no offense absolutely. to Barney if he's listening, but I don't think it's the ones on Barney. It was all these weird tinny Yamaha DX7 preset constructions and these fake timpanis and xylophones. And it just, it didn't have a beat. It didn't have the drive to it. Yeah. No real like rhythm section that really like pushes it forward, you know? I think especially for young kids, you have to have that that driving beat. You have to have that bass to keep their attention. It has to be 
simple and rhythmic. Like, it's not even a joke that like home recording has just improved so much that like you don't have to just have like a DX7 anymore and you can just make good like trap beats at home. I think like that genuinely is why these songs are so much better too. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason not to produce a kid's song like you would produce a, an actual beat. I mean, I think this is the one that I think is probably going to prove to be the worst of the three. So we should start here. This to me is like kind of like the this is the way that the ABCs used to sound, you know, let's check this out. What's this? This is just called Kids TV 123. This is one that you just found. This is interesting. It's like Woodstock 94 ABCs. Little jammy acoustic guitars going. Oh, they switched up the rhythm though and the melody. This is pretty chill, pretty groovy. Red, orange, yellow, Whoa! Whoa, slow down! That's just not in my grandpa's alphabet. More woke crap. Let's do the yeah, that's right. Let's Dude, the stock of 123Kids or whatever it's called is going to plummet now. This would be another good one to have on a playlist that comes up during a party. <laughs> Put this on there with like some REM and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, this was uh, this was Mike Mills, his side project. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, pink. Man, the fact that they get you with those colors too. It's like two for one in this song. <laughs> All the, the drawings in this look so stupid. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like. MS Paint clip art shit. It's giving me a smile. Let's do the donut. Let's oh, we gotta do the donut. Let's do the airplane. So I guess the donut is when you swing your hips around in a circle. The airplane is when you stick your arms out side to side and go back and forth. Ooh, now they're really getting oh, into the nice. nitty gritty. Oh. A C is a cat. D is a dog. Okay. I can remember this. Fish. G gorilla. H. I wonder if they'll go with uh, zebra for the Z. I would bet anything that they will. That would be kind of cliche. No, they're going to do it. They're not going to switch it up. Like, it'd be funny if X is xylophone. That's, you kind of have to go with that. <laughs> like, anthropomorph. Oh, Q is a question. What R is a ring. Oh, they're just giving up on animals entirely. The sun? Yeah, well, I guess they like did start how, with Apple and It's like and the ball. seventh generation Pokemon where it's objects. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Xbox. Oh, Zoo, you're right. They didn't want to go with Oh, the so X was Xbox. Yeah, what the fuck? But they didn't draw an Xbox. It's they like a cardboard, a cardboard box, box with a face on it. Maybe the Xbox is inside. I don't know. There's some interesting choices there, though. They did throw us for a loop. Let's they did like yeah, 15 this is still better than the ones on Barney, story. but yeah. But I think everything we hear after this is gonna blow this out of the water. I just wish it had some booty bass. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to rattle my car. Hey, do you know the alphabet? Then no. come sing along with me. This one surprised me. You'll never yeah. believe what it is. Really building up anticipation for the ABCs right now. Oh, wait, it's the other one that has the, uh, yeah, the unexpected yeah. uh, remix. This one's still pretty interesting, though. I, it's going places I didn't expect. Better than the original. Yep, no question. How is this going to be four and a half minutes long, though? The Gracie's Corner dance is weird. Where yes. The only part of her that doesn't move is her hands. She sort of has her hands out like she's... Yeah, it's like going for a double high five, but then the rest of her body is bouncing up and down. I mean, just like this some of the other Gracie's Corner... I was going to say, it's a genuinely good chorus. You could play this on the radio. Yeah. If you played this in a country where they don't speak English... Yeah, they'd be playing like this If you played club. this on the radio in like 
Lebanon, he would probably just say it was a good song. Yeah, totally. They wouldn't know how childish it was. So there's a, a running thing here between the different versions where you got to put a, a word with each letter. But hers are more conceptual. Words like honest rather than just being like hippopotamus, you know? This oh, and the two words have to be related. Learner. This is raising the bar. Yeah. Honestly, you're going to be the same age learning the alphabet wherever. Gracie's pushing you to learn like abstractions rather than just the fucking zoo animals. Some of the words only have, or some of the letters only have one word. Yeah. Quintessential. Wow, they're really busting them out here. All right, now you're kind of tooting your own he- horn here, Gracie. Yeah. Slow down, witty. The X Factor, damn. At least she didn't say zebra. Yeah, <laughs> she should have. Man, the chorus is genuinely good. <laughs> yeah, this could be an actual song. Katy Perry would kill for a song like this. Yeah, that melody. Okay, we're already doing this again. All right. It's like the good version of those raps where they do like only A words and then only B words. Yeah. <laughs> those suck, but this is awesome. No, I guess it just repeats. Okay. Yeah. I think all the Gracie's Corner songs are extremely repetitive because I guess they're supposed to be for learning, you know, I suppose that's fair. Yeah, a lot of those videos, they'll be 45 minutes long because you just put them on. And repetition is a big part of being a kid, I think. Yeah, oh, totally. Watching the watching, same Disney movie 25 times. Yeah, I remember watching the Rugrats movie and Home Alone in the first Toy Story. Those were VHS tapes I would watch over and over again because I didn't have cable and I didn't have the internet. So Yeah, totally. That's like the best thing you have. I'm the X Factor. I'm the X Factor. I'm the X-Ray and the Zebra. And the Yo-Yo. So I think the best ABC song is this one by Jules TV. Yeah, this, this shit is so good. They should play this on the radio. And the last one, too. I think I'm going to find this on Spotify and then put it on my phone and then play it in the car. Yeah, you need to, man. These beats are genuinely good. Because it would give me a smile to have my car rattling playing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And your wife is just like rolling her eyes because you've done this like 10 times. Okay, elephant's a bit of a cliche. The other song already did that for E. Gracie got a lot more creative with the, the words. And H is for hog. Hog. Hog is an interesting one. I guess I, you could do hamster. But. Hog is good because it teaches you kind of like if you're gonna eat a pig, you'd call it a hog. Yeah, perhaps. Like you, but you can't use pig for pee. Yeah, true. It does take that away. Oh, they're they're already jammed. Veering away. Yeah, they're not like doing. The, that's no animal. That's the first time they just randomly veered away. Nine. Nine. Oh, come Nine. on! You could have thought that's of that's a number. Oh, they're. Oh, I guess it rhymes. Oh, they're trying to rhyme some of them. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like it's really necessary to rhyme them though. Yeah, I don't know. It still goes. Yeah, this beat. Some of the other songs by Jules TV are just insane. Quail. R is for rain. I gotta say though, among those these rhymes were pretty smooth. Uh, uh, us and oh, look at that vole! That is a, a sexual vole. 
They really went into a very sexy. That fool was shaking his thing. Wait, why are they breaking for the hook after only having two more letters left? It's gonna be a very short verse coming up. Oh, come on. They're gonna do zebra next, man. Oh, okay, whatever. Oh, there was a zebra in there. Man. They kind of subverted the trope by having, they didn't the, stick having the landing, ZB though, Zoo man. and then they have uh, Xylophone the zebra and Yo-Yo. That's so weak. I know my ABCs. I know my ABCs. Yo-Yo kind of makes sense, but I, I think I would go with Yak. Yeah, of course. They already yak did the would vole. be a fun Why word to yak? say in this kind of cadence. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yak. And they could hint at cognac, and is this some, that's something for the adults, you know? Oh, yeah. You can really dig into those consonants. Xylophone is not really that fun to say. I thought that I was going to like um, Jules TV the best, but I got to say, Gracie's Corner wins the ABC shootout. That hook is just so memorable and melodic. Yeah, if you could combine the Jules TV and the Gracie's one elements of both, yeah, I think you would have be, the perfect uh, alphabet song. That'd be song of the year, 2023. Absolutely. 2023 is going to be the year of the alphabet. Yep. It's coming back. I know my ABCs. Kids are just on their phones these days. They don't know about the alphabet. They don't know about 123. Yeah. They only know about 010101 because, because they're on the computer. Yeah, they don't even know how to do base 10 math anymore because they're so used to binary. <laughs> The only thing that's not binary anymore with these kids is the gender binary. But when it comes to math, that's all they know. They can't they're do base 10 phones. math because they're too busy base shit posting. Yeah, that's right. So right, here's so another now, one from Jules TV. Three yeah. Little Pigs and the Big Bad Wolf. This one, like, it's just a trap song with uh, the Big Bad Wolf really goes in on his verse. Like, Does the Big Bad Wolf win that story? I forget. Or do the pigs win? I think does the wolf should just go away? He deserves to win because he has the most tenacity. He loses in the final verse is like the, the standard thing, but I think he deserves to win. Oh, this one is so good. Oh yeah. my god. His it's flow very, too, all the, the like wolf is, triplety stuff. The wolf is a fursuit. That's just a fursuit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, whoever's playing the role of the Big Bad Wolf is actually good at, like, phrasing things rhythmically. Yeah, that's awesome. Who's afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Not me. Not me. Who's afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Not me. Not me. These pigs need to get their comeuppance. Oh, absolutely. They look so delicious, too. They've know? lived high on the hog for too long. Yeah. What's this? A house that's made of real sticks? I'm gonna pull this thing down real quick. Cause I'm a bad boy like Will Smith. Yeah, I'm a big boy. <laughs> like Will Smith. Just a scam oh, you can't say that anymore after what he he's did. Gonna, he's gonna slap him. He just Chris Rock. Yeah. That's not the kind of behavior you want to exhibit to kids. Oh, the pigs tie in the wolf's shoes together. Was he wearing shoes before? He was not wearing sneakers before. No. He did not have... Now he has a full athletic getup. He was you know, nude this, before. This fable is too woke for me because it, it's implicitly vegetarian that the wolf doesn't succeed. Yeah, he's clearly starving. Yeah, the pigs. There are three pigs and only one wolf, so there should be. They should at least give him one of the pigs. Or the two bigger pigs should at least throw their, uh, literally throw their youngest brother to the wolves and just throw him out the door. Yeah, that was kind of the impetus for all those old stories, those old fairy tales. Was like the Black Plague happens, and you're in the, you're in the German forest, and you can only keep one of your kids, so you leave a trail of candy to lure the rest of them into falling into a hole. And then you say a wolf did it. Yeah. Someone comes around asking, "Why do you have one third the man, uh, the amount of kids that you have?" It was a wolf. It was a witch and a wolf. Oh, there's a bear trap. Oh, dumbass. How'd you get outsparted by some pigs, man? I think a pig would be more likely to get caught in a bear trap than a wolf. Oh, the pigs are the pigs oh, are boys. They just shed their skin and they were kids all along. Okay, oh well my. now I guess I'm glad they won. 
Oh, the wolf showed back up. I guess he doesn't want to eat them anymore now that they're human. Oh, wait, the wolf was a baby. <laughs> That's a do you think animals bit. ever have conspiracy theories among themselves about how some of them are humans in an animal suit? Yeah. Because they saw someone in a costume and they, they don't trust them. <laughs> they don't trust them anymore. Okay, this one's really good. It's called Eat Your Veggie Song. You'll see where this is going. A fox who got into a furry convention. Yeah. He just doesn't he doesn't trust that it's anyone's a real fox anymore. <laughs> yeah. Humans in foxes clothing. This is so cool, dude. So this is probably the best song ever made. It's past the duchy, but it's eat your yeah, veggies. Eating veggies makes me feel so good. I gotta play this in the car. Yeah, this is such an inspired kid's song. They're on the farm with a big bowl of veggies. It looks like Goofy is on the turntables. Yeah, I don't know who that character is. There's definitely a whole little like universe here for Jules TV. Ooh, I love that air horn in the background. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, that same baby who was dressed as the Big Bad Wolf last time, he's eating his carrots now. Although this is more uh, woke propaganda saying that veggies are good instead of eating a pig, you know? There's a pig yeah, running around Michelle eating Obama right probably made this. Yeah. They gotta hit the chorus again. It's been a while. Oh, they're not even gonna give us one more chorus? There might be a 24-hour version. Yeah, <laughs> true. Man, that might that's the best kid song I've ever heard. Yeah, I think so. It's way up there. I mean, Gracie's money song is also up there though. The money one is pretty good too. Tell me what to do, kid. Yeah, fuck you. Alright, this is another one I listened to earlier that's like really good. Wheels on the bus. It's got like some like reggaeton flair. This is probably it would be top awesome five to play this out of your phone speaker on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Someone tells you to turn it off. I'm just real I love the bus. I wish I had less shame. I would love to do that, but well, what, are, what better context is there to listen to Wheels on the Bus than on the bus? You tell me. It's especially funny to be a white guy listening to this on the bus, just blasting it full volume. Oh, this is so awesome. I actually live pretty, cl uh, pretty close to a middle school. And some of those kids take the like the city bus home. Like if you catch it at like 315 or something, there's like a ton of like middle schoolers on there. It'd be super good for me to just get on there right when all the kids get on and just blast this as loud as I can. All these 12 year olds would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You never heard shit like this before. And also when you're like in Assuming school, that kids in high school have only heard kids music before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're the right age to be more mad than anyone about hearing this. Like I'm not a baby anymore. It's like an old ass pedophile trying to lure kids in by playing ACDC. <laughs> yeah. The kids are like, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> oh, I thought it was being cool. Get your roll on. Ooh, if you love Jules TV, get your roll on. This Custom wheels so on the bus. This wow, really hammers home. That they're, they're all mocking this baby who's crying. Yeah. All the older kids are like, Wah. Infants are childish. That's true. I love you. I love you. The daddy on the bus says, I love you. I love you. 
you're rolling on the bus, then get your roll on. Everybody everywhere, get your roll on. If you're on your way to school, then get your roll on. This part's so good. If you love Joe's TV, then get your roll on. If you're on the way to school, then get your roll on. These songs really highlight just how much Snoop Dogg fucking phoned it in with his songs for babies, though. Like, these songs go a thousand times harder, and they yeah, don't have someone, any star power. If someone was going to make the the best hip-hop version of Wheels on the Bus, why shouldn't it be Snoop Dogg? He had yeah, a perfect he, opportunity. He phoned all of his shit in. Man, Snoop Dogg? Uh, uh, Cooking with Jack, his older son that doesn't talk to him anymore. Yeah. Is it the he one he strangled? Like, yeah, the one he strangled for smoking weed. He works in weed marketing now. And there's a picture of him with Snoop Dogg. Oh, really? <laughs> on his Instagram. Yeah, when, when Cooking with Jack was in the hospital, he was like, he posted an update about it. And I uh, went to his Instagram and he he was at some marketing event with Snoop Dogg. So that's what he's doing. He has I to mean, appear at a bunch of different NFT stuff. Good for good for um, Cooking with Jack's son, though. Yeah, I'd rather hang out with Snoop Dogg than stupid cooking with Jack. Yeah. And shitty then food. Getting like salmonella 12 times from just raw chicken that's, you know, underneath like seven pounds of butter in like some weird pan that wasn't cooked. That was cooked for like two minutes. All right, what do we got next though? Old McDonald. Here we go. This is a country plus hip hop remix. So I'm going to assume kind of uh, Old Town Road inspired. It sounded a little bit like uh, Goat Yay at first. Mm. That's like Amigos Had flow right there. Oh, this is a cool farm. They got That's some very, lemons. It is very Migos to do the oh, but it's also like a Nelly reference, like Andale, Andale, Mommy, Ia, Ia, uh oh. It's definitely an oink oink. Here and there. Beautiful stallion. Yeah. Had a horse. <laughs> it's such a sick ad lib. It's awesome. Dude, this song's so good too. This is so awesome. Imagining someone recording this in the studio makes Dude, it. Dude, I would love to do this as a job. Adults in a real studio. Yeah. Mixing this like Scott Storch smoking a blunt and spilling ash all over the keyboard. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's got like a rocks glass of whiskey. There's just so much smoke in the air and you're just like blasting the monitors full of volume listening to the old McDonald. I'll bring up that hi-hat a little more. You've heard that Moo Moo song, right? Like Doja Cat or what? No, the the Armenian guy who made the Moo Moo song. No, I haven't. You can throw like that on the playlist later if you want. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hear that. We should, we should play that. Hold on. The last three songs in a row have all been like some of the best kids songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, banger after banger. I wish they made good music for adults. <laughs> yeah. I wish real artists were coming with this kind of fire in 2023. Like, if I was Quavo right now, I'd be firing my manager for not getting me on this song. Yeah, they should have features from real rappers. It wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, kind of like Yo Gabba Gabba used to do with like rock bands. Someone going off on the fiddle. Yeah. Wow, what an elaborate production. Yeah, ten that out of ten. So good. All right, here's our here's our little detour to Moo Moo. Ooh, I like that already. Any song that begins with a duck quacking is really cool to me. Yeah, it's not done enough. Also, a duck quacking is pretty hard, you know, like 
You can make like a real club banger with a bunch of just wah, 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 wah. Yeah, you could pitch shift it and change the envelope in a lot of mm-hmm. interesting ways. Yeah, that's like a hard sound. Quack house. Yeah. That's the new genre. <laughs> Man, I want to make a quack house song. <laughs> That's pretty good. This kind of has a reggaeton beat too. Yeah. It's like a live action version of the other one. But it's a guy <laughs> totally. who looks like Pitbull. It's an Armenian guy. <laughs> This fits into our theory from earlier. He's an Armenian guy. We could count him as a POC. Yeah, th- this is POC. Another incredible song. I like how he's got like the hot girls dancing and he's got a bunch of kids running around. This is really for everyone. Duck solo. It could be the same sound effect from Duck Race. Yeah. <laughs> from some old CD-ROM. Oh, they're really breaking it down here. music these days has got me feeling like Steven Pinker where I'm like objectively we're living in the greatest time in human history for children's music yeah what was children's music like 200 years ago was it just Mary had a little lamb yeah like on piano played by someone who's not very good at piano or on like a a banjo or some shit, I don't know. You did have more animal sounds, though. Children who grew up 200, 300 years ago, they had more quacks, they had more moos. That's true, just but Just ambiently like, going on around them. But they had you a couldn't have deficit gotten a full drum kit in there along with that, you know? Yeah, that was the missing element. <laughs> Man, this song rocks. It's so good. We've listened to a lot of kids' music on this show, but today we're blowing all of it out of the water. Yeah, this is the best kids' music we've heard for sure. Um, what do you think? Maybe it's time to unfortunately move on to music nominally for adults here for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I thought uh, I would take a, a brief look at uh, some crypto songs. Yeah, some songs that suck instead of all the good shit we've been listening to. They're for this guy, Richard Hart, who's a a guy who sold Viagra via email in the late 90s. And then he like fled the law and now he lives in Latvia and pretends to have expensive cars. And he has this shit coin that's worth two cents called Hex. <laughs> yeah, and you were telling just, me about this guy. I never heard of him, but I guess you're right that he's like just like B-tier McAfee. Yeah, he's like super well known uh, among a very select group of people who treat him like he's awesome. And there are all these songs about it in his shitty crypto that like he promises stuff is going to come out and it never happens. Yeah, this is like a year or two ago when we were listening to Bored Ape songs. That's This stuff is going to make that stuff look positively original. Um, let's see, what should we start with this one here? What's this one called? Uh Richard Hart music video. <laughs> it doesn't even say the name of the song in the YouTube thing. It doesn't like, have a song. It doesn't have a go. song title. Young folks, you tripping on them motherfucker. Richard Hart. <laughs> Richard Hart. 
bought my hex from the fucking start. With some of these, it's hard to tell if someone paid for it on Fiverr Point or if it's a true believer. <laughs> like when it's competent. Yeah. The great thing about making music for a thing like this is that you can't really get anything less than a positive reaction. Yeah, the only They're people just who are so gonna happy look that for someone's it. paying attention to it. Yeah, only the diehards are ever gonna find it, you know? Do you think Richard Hart himself has watched this? I would think probably yeah. He's on the computer a lot. Yeah. He used to tweet. I don't know if he does it as much anymore, but he used to tweet pictures of himself in the stupidest outfits. <laughs> like Gucci sweatpants that clearly didn't fit with his belly sticking out and then being like, you will never have a millionth as much money as I do, bitch. How would you Just compare him to like Kim.com or something? Yeah, he's kind of like that. Now I'm checking on my pulse just to check my heart. <laughs> it's videos of him dancing and acting stupid. Part of it is like him trying to be this hate figure. And it doesn't really do anything for the price of the crypto when people say you look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> when you're wearing like fake Alibaba shit and pretending to be rich because your crypto keeps going down and you want people to buy in again. That's a pretty good song. It's only going to get worse from here, though. Okay, here we go. This is the first uh, of the parody ones we've got. And these ones, they're from like three weeks ago. Yeah, mine. But this guy is amazing, though. I love this guy. This is a shit coin that's worth three cents that you can't even buy on Coinbase. MetaMask, that's what you have to use to convert... Ethereum into these lesser tokens yeah, these that run on Ethereum. Tokens. Yeah. This is such a funny song to choose for yeah. a parody in 2023. American Hi Fi. <laughs> the original song is very funny how it it calls uh calls out a random woman's boyfriend for playing Nintendo. Yeah. It's just such loser shit. I love in that song when, like, I'm like the second or third time through when it does two stone, two stone, two stone. <laughs> just some dipshit guy being like, I I could fuck her better. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. And it's featuring Crypto Wendy. Well, she knows all his favorite songs. You could have at least made that a crypto-related line. It's just the original line. A true pleb in crypto. <laughs> Hearing someone sing the word pleb is... It kind of sucks. This guy should not leave his house. He probably doesn't, but... <laughs> he's, he's so awesome. He's got a, a wig on that kind of makes him look like Rick James. He has an avatar that looks nothing like him. All right, next one here. Another parody. And this stuff does nothing for the price of any of it. It keeps people engaged a little bit. But it, you're not going to see it on the charts at all. Even if you somehow got like 100,000 views or something. He's so off-key sometimes, too. just a cover sometimes yeah. <laughs> i've seen a lot of song parodies on youtube and 
a lot of the time, someone will remember that the song is already about what they're trying to make it about. Like someone will try to make a horny parody of a, a song that's already clearly a double entendre. Yeah. And they true. realize that three quarters of the lyrics they can keep as is. Yeah. And in this one, I guess he's got a full verse that's just the original song. <laughs> It's a good. It's so funny to do that with like a horny song where you're just making it more on the nose. You're just like ruining what made it good. Yeah. You're turning love to fuck. Yeah. I was made for fucking you, baby. This is kind of mesmerizing, even though it's insanely bad. Yeah, he's really into it. It's edited. So yeah, he puts so much work into editing this like. Like phone screen uh, resolution, probably TikTok video. Yeah, I hope someone's paying this guy if he's getting tipped on some app. Richard Hart. I hope it's not just that he's doing this hoping the price of the coin is going to go up. Because it's not really dependent on anything real. No, man. And I also, think if like we Richard all Hart say... tweeting stuff that doesn't even do anything. If we make enough parody songs about how Budweiser is bad, they're going to lose billions of dollars. Yeah, we need more of those. Have people made parody songs yet? Oh, I bet there's something out there. We should have thought of that earlier, huh? They need to bring back the frogs. That's right. There should be one. They really need to heal America with the Budweiser frogs where there'll be one woke one, one based one, and one normal one. Oh, that would be awesome. A centrist frog? Yeah. And they can all agree on Bud Light. Yeah, you know what's normal? Centrism. The wokies, the brokies, and the normals. Yeah. You know, I can never forgive Cameron um, for this, that he doesn't know who the Budweiser frogs are. Well, he must now, right? Well, yeah, because I made him, I told him who they are, but it just made me so mad. I think mad. he pretends not to know what stuff no, is, because you I guys think, keep, you guys are always texting him, asking well, <laughs> if, he, if he's heard of stuff, and I think he just no, says he doesn't know what it is. This was before Branson started doing that constantly. This oh, is one okay. of the earlier times and I, now I've been harping on it for like two years, though, so it's obviously on me. But I think it was a genuine one where he, I don't think he was familiar. I think he was being serious. I'm not sure if I saw it on TV when it was on. I don't know if I remember that commercial. I remember the Quiznos, oh, the yeah, weird the little, little creatures. Rodents, I definitely saw yeah. that on TV. But the Budweiser Frogs, I think I might have just heard about and then saw the commercial on YouTube. Here's the thing. you're You're culturally literate and you're aware of various stupid mascots for massive corporations whereas cameron is an ignorant fool who won't even take the time to learn about his culture you know yeah people in their 20s are so disrespectful that's right now that you're on the uh the correct side of 30 we can yeah, they don't even with, care about commercials yeah mutual disdain on someone like cameron he's too busy looking at his phone to pay attention to all the commercials on tv you're too busy playing angry birds yep Makes me sick. All right. Well, let's pivot again to something. This is probably something we could dig deeper in another episode, but um, Julian Field, friend of the show and host of QAnon Anonymous, just put me onto this today. I'm surprised I never heard of this before that um, Ted Nugent's son, it's kind of like a Chet Hanks situation, but much more pathetic because his son, Ted Nugent's son, is trying to be a rapper but he hasn't had the kind of success that Chet Hanks has had making people mad at him where uh, he goes by Rocco moon and his videos get like a hundred views. I mean, he has a couple with like more than that, but not really like he can't even really get traction, you know? Um, and this it's one, very I, interesting. Yeah. Like we might have to dig into this more in another episode. Cause he also has like 25 minute long videos where he's just talking to his dad, trying to get clout off of that, I guess. Let me see. Do I still have this one pulled up? I want to read the description of this one. Here's one. Okay. Um, it's them on a boat together. And according to Rocco Moon's description, uh, I engaged my dad in a series of questions relating to veganism, carnivorism, authenticity in choice making, and modern social convenience bread disconnect. Very odd way to phrase everything. Yeah. This guy is not who you would expect Ted Nugent's son to be, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure Ted he Nugent is like, so disappointed. He's like a Burning Man guy. Yeah, like a guy in his, I don't know, late 30s, maybe, early 40s. Ted Nugent is probably like, what, 75? Yeah, gotta be. So I, 
but uh, he's um, seems like he did too many mushrooms at a crucial point in his life, and yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's he sounds a little bit out to lunch. Yeah. Before we even get to his song, I want to read his about me from his website. I think this will give you a good feel for who he is. Rocco is a name given to a human birthed through Ted and Shemaine. Rocco Shemaine is a, was 13 at the time. <laughs> yeah. Rocco is a multimedia artist, art therapist, trauma therapist, Raja and Kiriya Yoga, Siddha and metaphysics instructor. Okay. Through film and music, light and sound, Rocco enjoys harmonizing spirit and matter, telling stories that bring about remembrance of the great symphony. Rocco sees his art as a demonstration of his own vibrational accord and a magnet for those he is a relevant match for in alchemy. Rocco amplifies well-being and heals disconnect by facilitating connection. Rocco is an alchemist. He can assist you, just the letter U, in your alchemy. Rocco is a creative and creates for his own well-being, because he's rich probably. He can assist you in creating for your well-being. Rocco is the most valuable thing to the greatest living artist. <laughs> what? If you are the one who is ready, reach out. That last line, okay, that blue, okay. Rocco is the most valuable thing to the greatest living artist. Is that himself or is that Ted Nugent? I, it can't be Ted Nugent. <laughs> I don't think if it's so, this guy, like I don't. Is it? Is he himself? I think the greatest it's just poorly artist? worded. It must be about him, right? Yeah, which is really funny. If you to had be to like, ask the greatest living artist based on his music, he would probably say Post Malone. Yeah, that's what he's. I went on his Twitter where he has he like eight hundred followers. Little Peep if or XXX Tentacion. Yeah, his Twitter was saying Dan how was like um like Tyler the Creator is like one of his biggest influences and whatever. It's interesting. It's like outwardly a lot less abrasive and repulsive than Ted Nugent, obviously. Oh yeah, totally. This but it's a- sort of at the at its core the same sort of thing about being a white guy with nasty hair who goes into the woods yeah. <laughs> and pretends to be Native American. And then comes home and posts about it. It's like we've said this just like the same thing Ted Nugent does when he goes hunting, but it's with a DMT added. But at least it's less, at least it's not racist. As far as that's what I I was going to say is like we've said this about rich people's like fail sons before, but like the absolute best case scenario for Ted Nugent having a son is that he's a fail son who's like an alchemist, a spiritual you know, symphony, et cetera. Like this guy's not going to hurt anyone. He's not going to be racist. Uh, his really shitty music, no one's listening to it. So it just doesn't matter. This is the best thing that can happen to a rich guy's son. Yeah. He doesn't seem to care too much about being famous or chasing trends and stuff, which is good because like he could easily be a person on the daily wire. Yeah. Like exactly. if, if he wasn't, if he didn't have his brain scrambled by stuff, he wasn't uh completely like an airhead but uh yeah he's in a position where he could have been a a horrible cultural figure ted nugent's son who's like even more racist that could have been terrible could have been like donald trump jr we should feel blessed that he sees his art as a demonstration of his own vibrational accord (laughs) yeah he's clearly not trying to win over boomers i don't know who this wins over gen x maybe absolutely nobody (laughs) So this, okay, this performance, we're going to have to like rewatch this on a stream or something sometime, or people need to look it up because visually this is great too, where he's doing his song called The Mirror live in a tiny desk performance, but it's just a room where it's him and his friend playing drums and they just put a bunch of knickknacks on the wall to make it like NPR's tiny desk, but it's something completely of his own creation. That's so funny to do. My name is Rocco. It's like how that guy Tommy Tallarico, who did uh, the music for Mortal Kombat or something, and he's like a uh, a compulsive liar. <laughs> and he had a, a, a fake episode of MTV Cribs on his YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. Where he had a dude, camera so following funny. him around, and he pretended that he was on MTV Cribs. Oh, I want to do that for E1, dude. That's really funny. Like, this is that, but for Tiny Desk. Yeah, why would you choose Tiny Desk? Why not something cooler? 
Yeah, say you were at Coachella. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is convincing anyone. Set. Like, anyone who knows what Tiny Desk is, I don't know if they're... God, he's so bad. He's wearing a sweatshirt with, like, Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse on it, too. I guess it sounds okay, but... His vocals don't sound okay. Yeah, I guess it's kind of meant to be an auto-tune. It also doesn't know those drums are really credit. like there's so much room noise on those drums like just like reflections that are not good sounding yeah i think it improves it a little bit it makes it a little more interesting sounding yeah true true i don't blame him for having the drummer it's just not well recorded no it sounds like it's it might be mono yeah well no you I can see stereo overheads but i'm not sure that they're yeah i don't think the overheads well. are plugged in yeah <laughs> And the whole thing was love, now the whole thing is up and I'm changed. Yeah, that's that very that lazy post-Malone thing where you play two chords and then you sing two notes over it. Yep. And it is melody, but it's like the, the bare minimum for having a melody. You can add a little bit more. God, this is shit is so bad. A fake tiny desk performance. That is just wild. Yeah, you can so fake anything. Why not fake something better? Yeah. <laughs> like, he has flowers on the desk and everything. Like, it's kind of like lame stuff, you know? It's NPR vibes. Do a fake New Year's Rock and Eve performance. Yeah. Cut away from Dick Clark to you. It's like a different aspect ratio. <laughs> That's a pretty good bit, actually, too. Doing it on a green screen, and you can see, like, Coldplay behind you still. <laughs> It's crazy that this is Ted Nugent's kid, <laughs> right? Do you think he showed this got, to Ted Nugent? Like, check braids. this out, Dad. He's got cornrows and braids and like orange hair. It's so weird. I had no idea about this. His dad has to be like mortified by this shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It can't be good to him culturally. Like it's like, yeah, effectively. Dad, I'm a musician too. Like there's nothing really countercultural about this, or no, he's trying to ape the mainstream, but very poorly. Yeah, it's about as edgy as Ted Nugent was in the seventies. Yeah, right. That's the one thing like, I haven't. Got. I like I like Poontang, <laughs> and that was that was the extent of it. And people were like, "Whoa, this guy is crazy." It's about as it's about as groundbreaking as that. Not really pushing the envelope in any way, just a different way to honestly for a musician to look stupid. If he wants to take his music to the next level, he needs to link up with Jules TV to get these beats that they're making for three year olds. Cause like I think we have to cleanse the palette with one more of those songs after that bullshit. What do you want to yeah. hear? Do you want to hear um Rain Rain Go Away? Happy and You Know It, B-I-N-G-O, or the Aaron's song? Hmm. I, f I think I fuck with B-I-N-G-O as a song in general. I kind of want to hear that, maybe. Sure, let's go with that. I'm curious what the Aaron song is about, but we should close out on a high note with a classic. Oh, there he is. Oh. Oh, the kids are all playing outside and B-I-N-G-O is stuck inside. There was a man who had a dog and oh, now he's playing outside with them. B-I-N-G-O. There was a man who had a dog and bingo was his name oh. Man, they really just fixed all these songs. It's wrong to name your dog Bingo. I think it's wrong to do that. In this day and age, yeah, because it's become a cliche. B is for boar. I is for igloo. Oh wow, the dog found a treasure map. If I worked for a non-governmental organization, I would play this song at work and just cut out the B.I. Yeah, I-N-G-O. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Can you imagine if this came on in the club? kind of mournful it's like the dog died yeah this is like in like uh 
in sync with like modern rap trends of it's introspective and kind of like about Bingo's trauma a little bit, you know? Yeah, Bingo's not allowed to play with the kids, I guess. All anyone knew about him was his name. It's kind of like Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> it's kind of that same sort of perspective on his life. Like lonely Bingo. Geo. <laughs> I like the bass in this. Really going up into the upper octaves. I love when that happens. You know, honestly, I kind of want to jump on this beat myself for a verse. Maybe uh, the next time we do some remixes of songs, I might have to hop on this. Yeah, this needs guest verses. <laughs> oh. That's a hell of a dog. Oh, there's the man. He's just old guy in bed. He's been sleeping the asshole. whole time. Wake up. He Let didn't even realize that, that B-I-N-G-O was on all these adventures with the kids, and now Bingo's sleeping. The old man doesn't even know any better. All right, that, that guy's not a good. responsible pet owner. Okay, after hearing that, now I want to hear the Aaron song too. I can't, I can't resist the temptation of finding out what that one's like. Are they going to the store? Are they going to the post office? I wonder. Like, is this like an original? I guess. Let me uh, throw it on the playlist. Oh, this is awesome. It'll be awesome to blast this in the car when your kids are like 16. Oh, yeah. Your kids have friends over. <laughs> yeah, this is what we listen to normally. First off, my mama like to shop a lot. Every time we in the car, we making lots of stops. And we know what we are about our parking lot. This song is too consumerist for my taste. I like B-I-N-G-O better. Well, they bought that dog from the window, probably. Yeah. They. Oh, I wonder if they did how much is that doggy in the window on Jules TV. That's how it worked back then, I think. They would have them in boxes and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. She reminded me of a marksman because she, she always, always hit a target. target. Oh, yeah, wow. That's pretty good. That's a great burn on your mom. <laughs> Got her ass. <laughs> Chilling with my parents. I wish kids were this excited about shopping. <laughs> you can catch us running through the aisle. That's probably not a Stop good thing that. to teach kids to do, yeah. Slow down there. Don't touch nothing, don't break nothing. Think she playing with y'all, man, she ain't blushing. Don't start nothing, don't be nothing. Man, that line is so good. It shows her looking through a scope at a target. Man, also it's like whoever makes these videos, all these videos have like 10 million views. You're just like objectively more successful than most actual rappers. Man, that makes me want to run errands now. It's, I guess it's too late. <laughs> Fucking I want to hit a target. Yeah, I want to go to the target. Man, Rocco Moon has a lot to learn from Jules TV. Yeah, he should really make kids music if he's going to make this stupid music. This is a niche that I, I think he could get into. I don't think he could compete, to be honest. Everything we heard today was better than his music. So even even those like uh, crypto parodies were better than Rocco Moon. Yeah. To be fair, we only heard him with an acoustic drum set. True. But he has That's a bunch what, of music yeah. videos that we may get into in the future. Yeah, we'll have to dig into him a little bit. He has like more, nine but, years of music that he made. But uh, I think my closing thought here is I'm going to genuinely listen to a few of these songs for fun later. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's always fun to put these on a playlist and have it come up. Yeah, I would encourage everyone to do the same, honestly. And if someone complains about it, say you don't listen to the lyrics. Like when we made a when we made party till I stop, Tom put that on a playlist for a party he and his wife had. And I respect that, you know? Yeah, made them party until they stopped. Yeah. B-I-N-G-O. B-I-N-G-O. There was a man who had a dog and bingo was his name.